Hi, this is Ray Park. I play Darth Maul in The Phantom Menace, and you're listening to An Elegant Weapon Podcast. Check it out, listen, make sure the force is strong. An Elegant Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. An Elegant Weapon for the more civilized age. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 239. My name is Jay, J.M. Clark, J. the Jedi Ross, Ross, Jedi J, and happy Star Wars Day, kids. May the 4th be with you. Today is May 4th, 2017. It's Star Wars Day, kids, and I have a special for you. Just last night down the street at my LCS, Altered States Comics in beautiful Clarkson, Ontario, Mississauga, Canada... I met up with our good friend writer Sam Noir. Sam recently got back from Star Wars Celebration, and he tells us all about it. And we get deep, kids. We go Star Wars crazy. We talk about Legends. We talk about the prequels. We talk about the EU. We talk about the new books. We talk about so much stuff. It's a bit, it's a bit insane. Uh, but it was awesome, awesome, fun. Thank you so much, Sam, for hanging out with me and chatting some Star Wars. We also discuss a little bit of Zip Kramer, which is the new collected works of Zip Kramer, Savior of the Cosmos, that Sam has coming. Uh, there's a Kickstarter right now. It's he and Marvin Law. Our good friend Marvin Law is the artist on the book. Uh, you should all check it out. Go to Kickstarter and look up Zip Kramer, Savior of the Cosmos. It's real fun stuff, and you'll if you look real close, you might see a little bit of a podcaster stuck in the corner of a panel in that book somewhere. Uh, take a real close look. Uh, but yeah, Zip Kramer, check that out. Uh, but other than that, kids, this is an hour and a half of deep Star Wars talk. Making Star Wars Pod. My Star Wars Pod conversation with Mr. Sam Noir. May the 4th be with you. Now, now we are recording, Sam Noir. Recording live from Altered States Comics. In the heart of Clarkson Village. The heart of Clarkson Village, 1701 Lakeshore Road West. And if you haven't been here, you should all come down here, because this has been my comic shop since I'm a 13-year-old boy, Sam Noir. Skateboarding out back, Skateboarding out back, uh, a different location, as we were discussing with Doug up there, how this is the fourth location. Fires and insanity. <laughs> any old. any shop with a comfy couch. This is this isn't is it I, good? Yeah, yeah. But it's no, not just a awesome. comfy couch. It's like a nineteen seventies. That's true. Scraped up. Well, the, the, the grandmother's ad- doily exactly. on top of it. This green. Uh, uh, yeah. Grandma's doily. I, I have to know. Hey, Doug. Was this thing? Was this knit by anyone you know, or was this bought? <laughs> Here comes Doug. The <laughs> Here comes Doug. Co-proprietor. Co-proprietor. Of altered states. Is there a story for the couch? Did, was this hand knit? Is this grandma's thing? What's the deal? 
This here is was uh, one of my customers. They didn't want it because they bought some new furniture and they donated to us. <laughs> oh, and that's this fantastic! Is already, like all, yeah, this is all like this. It's this beautiful. Like, this is the way it came. It's all we need is wood paneling, and I, I yeah, feel like uh, <laughs> Wayne's World. is in my and, basement. And, and the couch is very comfortable. <laughs> it's totally comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Well, we appreciate is. the use of it as well. So yeah, no thank you. And so thank you much, for letting sir. us pod here. Oh, absolutely. Cool. It's like we took it You're out of the house in ET and stuck it in the back of a comic shop. Oh yeah, that's right. It totally is, man. That's when things were gaudy and beautiful. I've got a couple other customers who actually want to take it home. They want them. (laughs) (laughs) No. Makes it home, right? (laughs) There we go. Oh, that's pretty cool, man. I love this place. Yeah, it's just always been... these guys know their clientele so well. Well, 20 years. Uh, uh, almost 30. you here 30? Well, they've almost been open for 30, okay, I believe. Okay, you've been shopping here Pretty here much 20, years, 20 30, over 20, years? 25 years. Wow. At this point, yeah. I mean, there's that lull mm-hmm. in between, you know, when you go through the maybe... You discover girls. Yeah, and, uh, the yeah, 16 yeah. to 19 or whatever age, a couple years, and then something brings you in and... Uh, yeah, you know what it was for oh, me? Was I always kept with the Dark Horse comics, the Dark oh, Horse yeah, Star yeah. Wars well, the comics, quality, right? All the quality of so that beautiful. stuff. So beautiful. And never that never wavered. Star Wars never wavered for me. But the <laughs> Were other you there stuff from the beginning cuz for me uh, like I love the the you know, the goofiness of the Marvel comics, but once you jumped into what seemed to be an official continuation that fit that that Dark Empire series yes. with the yes. clone of the Emperor. Yes. And uh, True Sipakura was it for me? It was the first Star Wars book I read. Oh, okay. That was, you know, because I got more. I knew Star Wars growing up. Yeah, when I yeah. was uh, six years old, it was '83. Jedi comes out. I remember seeing Jedi, but at six, you're a little young. On I want to say. Right? I want to say True Sipakura was one of the first half dozen in incontinuity continuations. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, there are many. Uh, the first, well, the for me. Uh, the mind-blowing moment was uh, well, we had the the Dark Horse comics, which were fantastic, especially the quality, the art quality, the paper right. quality, the glossy. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, That's what brought me into colors. Star Wars, is what oh, I'm really? saying. Okay. Yeah, I saw the movie when I was like six years old, and everybody loved Jedi. I had a speeder bike. I remember mm-hmm. loving the Kenner speeder bike that blew up. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember yeah, you yeah. hit the button on the back. One of the best toys ever. But uh, other than that, I was never too into Star Wars. I wasn't really? a super. No, it wasn't until the 90s and i was you know young into comics and then had a bit of a lull and then i discovered dark horse and then i discovered the books and oh. i was a voracious reader are, are at that time are you a fan of timothy zahn by yes. the way yes yeah ah, for me I haven't that... read anything non star wars by him though no no me me neither right I, but I, I, absolutely I, yeah so I, those the thrawn trilogy and and we'll mm-hmm. get into this later uh yeah. it was it was awesome it was brilliant actually meeting timothy zahn yeah at star wars celebration oh we'll get into but, that. Uh, yes. yeah for for me uh yeah. you know again you had that lull you said stop collecting the i i was a toy collector so uh, I actually got back in by collecting the toys. I'd go to garage sales and try to fill out my collection with all the figures that I didn't have as a kid, especially the 12-inch figures. And then uh, from there, there, you also had the comic books, which continued the adventures, like the Dark Horse ones. But then those three... Uh, initial uh, Timothy Zahn film. You don't have to hold oh, it up sorry. to your face. Just hold <laughs> it in the direction of your face. There we go. Right? Mic direction. <laughs> See, now it's right here. Long. Now i got to turn it down a little. Okay. It's all about directional. Sorry to interrupt you. No there, worries. 
Um, yeah, so those those are mind blowing because uh, it actually felt like Star Wars, right? You know what I mean? Like, uh, there's some of the Star Wars comics from Marvel, for example. They they didn't quite feel like Star Wars, but Zahn actually got it, and then he created a villain that was actually worthy of the screen villains. The Emperor yes. at, at Thrawn just Thrawn, stood yeah, absolutely. head and shoulders with with uh, the rest of the bad guys. Right. The Emperor, the, the Darth Vader. Right. For me, it was getting into the books was cool. And I enjoyed Trusa Pakora. And I was such a voracious mm-hmm. reader that even though it wasn't like... Were you around for Shadows of the Empire, that multimedia tie-in? Yeah, but you know what really got me in was the New Jedi Order. Ah. That, because I'm... Here's the thing. I, I'm i a Star Wars fan, yes, but I mm-hmm. have to go beyond that. There's a bit more of a specification with me where I am a Jedi fan. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. all about the history of the Jedi and the Sith, and that's why I got addicted to the comics. So the old Republic stuff. All that and... shit, right? That's my So jam, that's deep. Baby. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's where I love. That's why I didn't know if I'd like Rogue that's, One. That's fascinating, because I don't wander too far from, uh, from the... the cast you know Luke, right. Leia right. and I'm total Julie. opposite man that's, when that's, I can that's find fa- the other stuff like my favorite Jedi is Coran Horn and, of the Old Republic is uh, that no it's from the New Jedi era oh okay uh, the New Republic era but what it is is uh, it was a book called I Jedi oh yes yes I do and remember this one it was a standalone one. and yeah. he was uh, he's the grandson of Kieran Hollison who was an old Jedi of the Old Republic and then he takes the name on and stuff but his general public name was Coran Horn. Gotcha. And he was, you know, he was Luke was trying to put the academy back together. So, you know, it was an option for this guy, but he was an interesting Jedi in the way that he couldn't use telekinesis ah, through okay. the force. But what made up for it in his family was how incredibly strong the mind tricks were. Ah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, there's an example in this book when he, uh, there's these other Jedi trying to float rocks. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to, they're kind of bugging him because he can't float this rock, <laughs> right? Because he doesn't have that. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, the rock starts rising up. And they're all like, how are you doing that? And there's, like, a colony of ants has come underneath the rock. Ah. And it started lifting it, so he's controlling and, them to do that. And that really makes sense, too, as mm-hmm. well. Like, uh, in the movies, it was always quite uh, vague in terms of the limits of the powers. But if you right. have multiple Jedi, it makes sense that some would excel at... Sure. Uh, just like right. in, in real life, right? So I thought some that was excel a at some idea. things and right. other ex- others yeah. excel Plus, he's at... really cool looking. He wears, like, this gray, like, flighter suit, flight suit, but with, like, slick black jacket. Have you ever seen a cosplay beard. of him? I haven't has... seen a cosplay of him. Uh, no, but that would be you know brilliant. what? I'm sure you would have run across because at Star Wars Celebration, uh, it, it got must have been so deep. obscure. Okay, so it got really, really deep. Let me lay it out a little bit. All right, uh, sure. Uh, just in case anybody's not familiar with Sam, Sam is a, a writer from the Toronto area here, and uh, he does have a new project we're going to talk about that sure. is part of an old project, but a new part of that old project. Zip Kramer, uh, Savior yeah, Zip of the Kramer, Cosmos, with Marvin Law, Mighty Marvin Law. We're kickstarting our graphic novel, right? Which we're definitely going to talk about, but we're sure. all. Also talking this week because you recently returned from Star Wars Celebration. Yes. And it was a huge Star Wars odyssey as well, because not only did I go to Star Wars Celebration, Mm -hmm. uh, I hit the uh, uh, Disney World as well. Nice. Uh, Got to see all the exhibits and the new Star Tours. And then we uh, also did the Star Wars Dark Side Challenge, which is a running event. Hosted. Uh, now, how did by that work Disney out for World. you, Sam? 
Um, Are you a runner? <laughs> I was actually oh, yeah? uh, okay. uh, quite a quite a fierce uh, uh, competitive uh, runner, inline speed skater, and oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, yeah, and and cyclist. Nice. I I used to uh, for the inline speed skating at least. I I cross trained cycling. I cross trained uh, inline skating, but I would travel all across North America competing. Really, you competed and, and stuff too. Uh, I'd be on the podium, uh, of course. Uh, uh, we'd go down to Mexico as well, and uh, the, the funny thing is because they they can train uh, in inline speed skating for uh, you know every month of the year. Uh, Canadians going down there is essentially we were the Jamaican bobsled team I down there, you. but right, right, it was right. a lot of fun. Sure, we we were very good natured about it. They, Sounds like they, a cool experience to have had, yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely, but, uh, and uh, yeah, I I so to uh, uh, I've I've since gone into uh, writing and cartooning and uh, toy making, which is a lot more sedentary. So, did you so. train for this, or did you uh, prepare? Do you well, the, I I I do still. Uh, you know, you you I. I'm on the treadmill every day. Okay, uh, right uh, stay so, healthy. So I'm not as you can. Right? I, the, the great thing about the the dark side challenge is uh, there are there is a competitive aspect in that everyone in the front corral is competitive. The ninety percent of us are uh, hanging out. Enjoying the scenery, dressed in costumes, stopping like this is this is unheard of in most uh, in, in most running communities where you stop and wait in line to have your picture taken with characters on Are you course. for real? I'm I'm deadly That's serious. Awesome. Everyone's uh, there, there's yeah yeah <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah, is this a Disney sanctioned event? Yes, yes. You okay. actually run through the Disney parks. Okay. And there's two of them. <laughs> That's cool, there's man. there's two of them. There's uh, we had done a couple of years ago the light side challenge which is in Disneyland in California where uh, it's it's uh, rebel themed. So okay. all the medals and and all that kind. Do of Do they switch stuff. it up every celebration to light to dark? Uh, no, no. Uh, the dark side is in Disney World. So so. And uh, it's always that way. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, cool. yeah. So so in Florida, uh, so in January you have the light side event, okay. which is again you know a kids race, a five k, a ten k, and a half marathon. Right. In, in California, you run around Disneyland. And then uh, in, in costume, April, like these people are full. Oh, cosplay they're hardcore. Too, right? Well, this is this is fascinating too. Uh, there's a whole other level of cosplaying involved when you are in, depending on the elements too. So when you are in the heat, there was heat today. So you've got to create a costume with uh, quick dry fabrics. You know, nothing too heavy. Right. Some people are just astonishing. Uh, you don't see many of them, but the ones with the more cumbersome costumes or dressed as a Wookiee. That's crazy. You risk man. heat yeah. stroke. It was like 30 degrees. Like cosplay has become like there's an athletic kind of component yeah, to a certain yeah. division of cosplay now. Yeah, That's yeah. ridiculous. No, it, it is fascinating. Because you were kind of going somewhere with, uh, we were talking about the specifics cosplay. Like you must have saw cosplay that was like, like I'll give you an example that I recently had at mm-hmm. uh, um, Comic Book Syndicon, at Comic Syndicon in Windsor. In Windsor, there, yeah, yeah. Is there was a guy, did you watch the uh, Tartakovsky Clone Wars, yes, you know, the yes, enemy. yeah, 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 with uh, the really simple, like, right. like streamlined uh, right. Samurai yeah. Jack style yes. animation. 
Well, that was him. He does... Yeah, clo- yeah. the Clone Wars yeah, yeah. shorts. Um, there was one episode where Anakin was on a planet, and the natives on the planet, they were like these weird white-looking creatures. Mm-hmm. Wampa-esque, but not wampas. And I can't... It's been a while since I watched it, but there was something that went down in that episode where Anakin have to save this race of creatures, the species living on this planet. So the whole thing goes about, right? Yeah. And... They do a weird, like, uh, mystical, like, ceremony with him. So he's got all this weird kind of blue line paint. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, his mechanical hand. And uh, at the end of the episode, you see, as it pans away, there's their cave paintings. And you see everything that happened in the episode has been predicted. But then at the end... Of the cave painting, you see Anakin turning into Vader as well. Oh. And it's, yeah. So it's all this prophecy. Yeah, Cave yeah. painting prophecy. And it's an amazing <laughs> episode. But I'm there in Windsor, and I see a guy as that Anakin. Oh, that's and hilarious. And I instantly know it. And I'm so oh, happy yeah. that I knew it. Because knew it, well, I was able to go up to him and be like, you're that episode. He's like, yeah, man. You know? At Pad- uh, you know, I think in the same series, isn't there an Arctic outfit that uh, Padme had as well she sort of had a white uh, with so. a fur yes. collar and stuff like that yeah. there were a lot that is a really popular costume at celebration really uh, there was a lot of that running around yeah That's yeah weird. was there anything you didn't recognize oh yeah plenty plenty really? because well again i'm I, again I, i'm a star wars fan but like you can't uh, know but, it all it's yeah, too, exa- to it's too it much right, and yeah. uh you know sometimes uh, like you have a specific phantom you're into right. the old republic so you would yeah. recognize it so for me uh, anything coming out of the zon sort of ca- right. canon is really cool for me so i did see a lot of uh grand admiral thrawns and i actually because i was in line i'm uh, for timothy zon i actually did manage to grab a uh, uh thrawn cosplayer and bring him in for a photo op like i, I was at the front of the line cool. and, and we were thinking. chatting i got a snap yeah. and i said hey come with me i'm at the front of the line you want to instead of you lining up you and then because and then the publicity guy uh, the publicist of course that right. uh, uh, zon's handler automatically <laughs> got the photographer involved and yeah there's some great shots of this fantastic and of course all the mara jades everyone who's upset about uh the fact that mara jade is no longer in continuity but she's such a popular character that there's there's uh yeah i always see a lot of her in all the different shows across north america that Mm -hmm. i go to she's so popular and we were of course very thankful that disney said to us uh, you know, we're going to use the EU, the expanded universe. Yeah. We are going to pick and choose. And I thought that was just placating. I really did. I thought Has she were... shown up in any new media? No, she hasn't. Okay. But, here's, here's but what she I'm could saying still is... exist because yes. she was always placed in as almost like a Rosencrantz. They picked out Thrawn and everything, yeah, yeah. right? So I love, I'm impressed She could still exist as the Emperor's are. hand. Right. She could totally. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, maybe not necessarily. She's, what I'm saying, she's going to be one of the more difficult ones to do. Thrawn was easy to pluck out, stick in there, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, well, into I th- the new well, what they right? what they did was they jumped into the prequel territory, which no one expected. Uh, but with, the nostalgia is growing, especially that you must have experienced. I I, celebration. I love the whole rise of Thrawn aspect. The fact that he's back. I've I've got the novel right here, uh, signed by. He Timothy gets to Zahn. write it again. Isn't that cool? He does. Although uh, we never knew about his early days. So right. this is the great thing about him showing up in uh, Rebels, right. and now we've got a whole rise of Thrawn novel actually right. the other uh and there could be a whole new way that thrawn goes out now yeah yeah right? totally but there, there's uh, gonna have to be, uh, i, I think so. uh, according to zahn he he's just sort of sticking in that uh prequel uh 
territory for now. That's amazing. Although yeah. he, uh, Zahn has even, because uh, uh, I, I wasn't willing to read any sort of uh, prequel trilogy uh, oh, novels. And then uh, Thrawn, or sorry, Zahn wrote uh, Outbound Flight. Right. And with starring uh, young Obi-Wan, Anakin running into yeah, yeah. Thrawn and uh, Kaboth, yeah. is that how you pronounce yeah. uh, the mad oh, Jedi? Uh, Saboth. Saboth. Is how Saboth. I've always okay. said it. It's, you never know if you're actually yeah, right. I've always yeah. said Joris Saboth. This is what uh, Wikipedia is yeah, for. We exactly. need Wikipedia right now. Right. Well, that's the amazing thing is how much they actually have picked out of the eu i thought they were kind of trying mm-hmm. to just you know make us happy but they have gone crazy with how much this is true they are pulling out now mara jade she i think would just be one of the more difficult ones because you can't put that luke yeah so romance she, aspect she might it. not exist uh, they, they might not be able to play with the post return of the jedi continuity right. but anything prior to return of the the, of the sure, Jedi, yeah. I think they can still do that whole Rosencrantz and Guildenstern thing where yeah. she was running around, because in the continuity, she's running around uh, uh, as the Emperor's hand. Absolutely. So uh, perhaps yeah. there is a prequel uh, that uh, Zahn would love to write for uh, Mara Jade. That would be super cool. Uh, the other thing that got really, because uh, I, I, I did attend the writer's panel. Right. Uh, we're jumping around a little bit. That's but, okay. That's, uh, that's how we roll around There here. was a giant reaction uh, as they described all the books that were coming out. They, they announced the uh, Captain Phasma book. And the yeah. crowd went nuts. Hey, well, I don't get the love for like I nothing against her, but uh, we just haven't seen enough to know yeah, she's badass yet. Well, that's the whole thing, and right? I think this is. Uh, uh, I'm surprised at the fandom for it. Uh, there, the fans are quite rabid, and uh, she's hugely featured at Disney World. They have uh, right. the March of the Stormtroopers, where she comes out every uh, hour yeah, and nice. uh, so does the parade of so the... It's the new troopers. Then, yeah, yeah, it's the new troopers, and they do I the whole. When the day was when that switched over, eh? Yeah, but I, I think this is the thing because they haven't had a chance to explore her in the movies. Um, I, 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 from what I understand, this new novel is sort of the rise of Fast right. and gives you the backstory. So the fans that were looking forward to this badass phasma before the film uh, was released in their right. minds i think they've already created a character and then she right. she did turn out to not have a lot to do other I than be fins okay now. well right. here's hoping but then yeah, uh, yeah. we've got a the the fans at least have a novel now that fills yeah, out her backstory and absolutely and uh it's uh, it's like Maul, right? She, it's such a cool looking character, and and uh, who they couldn't give up on. That yeah. was one that they well. The great he thing died, is, and they there was too much demand. There was yeah, too much yeah. goodness to be used. That well, it's like Boba Fett, right? Uh, he right? looked so cool, and and he was so underused. The expanded universe just saw the opportunity, yeah. rushed in there, and here yeah. he is showing up in there Clone Wars. There will be spoilers, and... kids. I just I was about to bring something up, and I realized we should say there might be some spoilers. And also for those of you. If you're listening to this, you probably know who Mara Jade is. But for anybody who doesn't, in the expanded universe, Mara Jade was an assassin of the Emperor who was sent to kill Luke Skywalker, ended up becoming his wife, mother of his child, mm-hmm. Ben Skywalker, which was why it was very cool to hear Ben Solo in The Force Awakens. Yes. Now, going back to what you said about uh, uh, the prequel novels and stuff, mm-hmm. Darth Plagueis... Ah, there was a novel about that, Unbelievably right? Unbelievably good book. Okay? Really? Unbelievably good book for two reasons. Okay. Just a cool book. 
the history of the emperor. But mm-hmm. here's the thing: the, the rise of the emperor, yes, right? And, from and birth to betraying how he yeah. became a Sith and how he. So he. I did read part of the Wikipedia article, even though that's I cool. No, that's uh, how I've learned a lot of the things about whatever. <laughs> I've spent so many hours on YouTube watching like Doctor Who makes sense this way, like shit. It's crazy, but. Um, Darth Plagueis, the last third, the third act of Darth Plagueis happens at the same time as Phantom Menace. Oh. And it makes Phantom Menace an infinitely better movie. Okay. Even though I don't mind it because I'm one of them crazy prequel apologists. Yeah, yeah. It's even better to see it interweaving. There's Ah, all this shit that's... Every time you don't see Palpatine on screen in The Phantom Menace, Mm -hmm. this book is covering what he's doing. Gotcha. And everything else that's happening. And it's incredible because uh, it's got Darth Maul's origin in it. Oh, where he came from. Well, and isn't how... there a Darth Maul novel as well? That I think there covers is. That I haven't too? read it, but I don't know if it covers okay. that. Oh, okay. and I don't know if it connects because uh, I don't know if it was canon or not. Because Darth Plagueis is not officially canon anymore because gotcha. it was before, right? Yeah. So none yeah. of that shit actually. Because that Sheaves. Remember, we found out it was Sheaves Palpatine. Oh, that's name. right. That's that happened right. in a book in the new canon ah. and Darth Plagueis got wiped now, out. Now I thought this... Darth Plagueis was brilliant. There's two things I think should have not been wiped away. Okay. The Tartakovsky Clone Wars, which Did technically that get wiped they away? don't count, which really? is ridiculous because that's how Darth or uh, that's how General Grievous was coughing. Like it goes straight yeah, into yeah. Return of Revenge of the Sith. And then the return of Darth Maul and... Right. And all that and Darth Plagueis. I think this book, there's no reason, there's nothing in this book that would contradict okay. what's going on now. Now, does you know it make I mean? it explicit in this book? Again, the the the, the whole... what uh, Did they create Anakin through force manipulation? It Or does it, it dance around that? that? I, it doesn't... It, it acknowledges it, but it doesn't explain it. Ah, okay. It, it something happens that could very well be the reason for him mm-hmm. leaving it a little vague. Okay. Which what it does explain is the blanket of dark side that is over the galaxy. Like, gotcha. remember how they're like, uh, we our ability to see the force is diminished. You know, yeah, because yeah. there's a blanket. The, the balance is off. Okay. Basically, the book tells you how the balance came off. Who threw off the balance? Gotcha. Was basically Plague is threw off the balance. All right. Which could have resulted in Anakin, mm-hmm. and but it's all they they do it very mystically. All like, right. And it's kind of forcey mumbo jumbo. Does the word right? midichlorians ever come no. up? All right. No. So it does not. But seeing his political rise and how mm-hmm. he did that and became the Sith Lord because it's all at the same time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because he was a young apprentice of of Darth Plagueis, so that book was brilliant. But seeing it interwoven, just when I watch Phantom Menace now, mm-hmm. I, there's so much more going on to me behind the scenes, which you know doesn't yeah. make a movie better because it's the scenes of the movie. Of course, of course. But still. well, that whole period is still ripe to be. They're getting what a movie every year, so there's no reason why that can't be explored. Things had to be broken up in a way. Now I realize. Or it couldn't have continued mm-hmm. because so much has already been written. That's true. That what more could they have done? I, so now I understand I would why love, we had to reboot. That's true. I would right. love to see. I would personally love to see this uh, uh, Obi Wan movie. That is that what they're needs talking to about. You and no McGregor doesn't happen. You and McGregor running around with like a young infant. Luke strapped to his back like lone wolf and cub. Right. There needs to be a uh, because uh, because 
Star Wars was based on Hidden Fortress, right? I don't think Luke even needs to be in it. Really? Well, I think I, in I it think, as a background character I think, and a reason for him being there, but I, think I don't there think it be, needs to revolve around him. Well, I'm a big fan of samurai movies. Okay. And you know Hidden Fortress was right. the... Have you ever seen Hidden no. Fortress? Okay. Well, uh, uh, in terms of grafting an archetypical samurai story on, on top of Obi-Wan, I think there would be something very compelling if, if you've ever... I don't know if you've ever read Lone Wolf and I Cub. Or, I have. Okay. I, have, uh, I yeah. think there would be something very compelling about uh, In fact, a bought, young... bought an issue from these guys back across the street years ago. Frank Miller, with the Frank Miller covers. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah I, think, I just think there would be something compelling with a young Obi-Wan with, with Luke strapped to his back. I just don't think it fits. Fighting the odds. Because... Luke doesn't know him well enough. Oh, no. He'd be an infant. This is the beautiful part of it. He would literally have an So is infant. this after he's dropped him off or I, something happens where he needs to bring him back well, to here, Owen and Lars? You're saying, yeah, I'm, here's, going, I'm here's, thinking too much into yeah, it. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, uh, maybe... Uh, here's here's me pitch. Yeah, here's me you. pitching Lucasfilm. I don't know. Um, uh, at, at some point, uh, they don't know who this infant is, right. but he is kidnapped by you know pirates sand people sure. whomever okay, white gotcha. slavers yeah, yeah. and uh obi-wan who's kept his distance has yeah. to come in as a ronin samurai like the red, the, the, yeah. the jedi are gone yeah he's a masterless samurai unforgiven style uh right, right. has to has to that rescue this baby amazing. and once he's rescued his baby has to fight across a bloody desert like whether it's through hut gangs you know uh the the the, the right. hut gangs or bounty hunters or whatever just like right. stack the odds against him samurai style and let it end with be a cool, uh, did you see the rebels episode recently no i i'm way behind of darth maul no, I'm I, way am behind. I, can I, am I, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'll tell you about it. Okay, a bit of a right. spoil. But Spoilers, folks, at this home. This was so... I'm, I'm, in, I'm so moved by mm -hmm. this. Is any scene in any of the movies, this scene moved me as much as anything. So we're on Tatooine, and it's nighttime, and Obi-Wan is sitting by a fire in the desert, and Darth Maul finds him. Oh. And they finally, finally come down to it, and Darth Maul finds him at the Darth fire. Darth Maul with the robot legs? Yep. But you know how they're not all big spider legs anymore. He's been fitted with like android legs. Aren't they? Aren't they kind of like uh, centaur legs? They or were something like? okay, but the, now the goat legs. Yeah, now he's got just like cyborg, regular, okay, like android cyborg legs. All right, they're so regular. He wears robot pants legs. over his legs, so he looks like Darth Maul again. I guess. Okay. Uh, I think he wore pants. Either way, he's got kind of regular legs, but those poofy pantaloons. So here's he's so there's Obi Wan, and it's Obi Wan we know from the Clone Wars cartoon, but older. Okay. And he's got the hair, and it's a voice closer to Alec Guinness than ah. it's a really James Arnold Taylor, who I'm sure. And this did is it again. A, is this on Tatooine? Yeah, this is on Tatooine. Like, wow. and he's already there. All right, Luke I gotta off. run this home is, and you know, I gotta run so, home and watch this. Yeah. So Darth Maul says something. You know, he's like, you know, says a few words. I can't remember exactly, but he's like, mm -hmm. "This is it" or whatever. And Obi Wan says like a word or two, right? Mm -hmm. And then it happens. In a split second, Darth Maul's eyes get mad because you know he's had a ride. I don't know if you followed his ride, but he, not yeah, well, not to say he's through, become a good through guy War, through Clone right, Wars, right? But you know things have gone up and down because yeah, he yeah. spent time helping the rebels. Like he wants Palpatine dead, he wants his revenge, mm -hmm. right? So there he is with uh, Obi Wan, and within a split second, Mar Darth Maul lights his lightsaber, <laughs> leaps over the fire, 
and there's two contacts of lightsaber, like a psh, psh. Yeah, yeah. And then Obi-Wan sticks him. And it's, 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 it's literally two, a two and a half second fight. Again, he dies like a he bitch. He tries the same thing. Darth Maul tries kind of the oh. same thing. Where he, No, he, he tries to do the move basically that he killed Qui-Gon with. Gotcha. And Obi-Wan, not only having seen it, but just at this mm-hmm. point, it's old Obi-Wan, right? Yeah, like, yeah, of They're course. kind of trying playing off the fact of why the lightsaber fights in the movie first movie in A New Hope weren't like crazy. Because in a way, they're so yeah. skilled that it's these tiny little chess moves. But... In this shot happens like that and he just okay. he goes in and Obi-Wan goes <laughs> and then and then Darth Maul's like on his lightsaber and as he starts to fall over he fall like Obi-Wan de- uh, deignites his and holds him in his arms so here they are by the fire in Tatooine these in the old desert, enemies these old enemies and he's holding him and uh, oh yeah before he attacked him that's what he said he goes why are you here you have a purpose you're protecting something or someone ah. and then he attacks him kills him and then he's got him in his arms and Darth Maul looks up at Obi-Wan and he goes uh and he looks up at Obi-Wan and he says is it him and uh and and Obi-Wan goes yes and Darth Maul as he dies he goes then we will have our revenge and he dies in, in <laughs> nice. Obi-Wan's arms okay. and, dude I'm a little choked I, up I will I will run I will run and catch unbelievable this unbelievable what they're doing with yeah. this cartoon see that this kind of this is the kind yeah. of movie we would love to see Ewan McGregor oh, yeah. uh, is what like 10 15 years older yeah. now and yeah. and I I think a solo Obi-Wan see how film it doesn't happen especially when they're like here's a half billion dollars okay mm-hmm. I'll do it and he was one of the best things of the prequel again Absolutely. you know both of us yeah. are apologists to some extent right. but uh, he was pitch perfect right. In, right in every way possible I actually the other day from playing the young guy to a, a wizened thing like oh, yeah, you think yeah. about the range of acting too oh absolutely it's, he's an incredible like, actor uh, he's how old was he uh, just, years, just prior to 30 he, he was probably. playing a, every, you know that's the, a younger the, probably a bit younger okay yeah, but he yeah. was playing a, 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 a teenage uh, in, in that episode it, one yeah, and then yeah. by the end a, a more wizened uh, yeah, uh, elder statesman in that third movie so it's brilliant how they pulled did you it see train spotting 2 by the way I haven't yet don't oh, spoil the thing I, okay. about that I, for me because that's going to be a special I will one not for me. spoil it in the way you just spoiled uh, thing, that but, was not as big a deal but, as something as, uh, as, as, as epic played, my youth as train spotting oh god we we I yeah, <laughs> yeah we were yeah, we were choked up about it we yeah. were in in the same way I can't wait uh, it's gonna be exciting every character is pitch perfect and yeah. and the whole 20 years later dealing with the the, the traumas that befell them right, uh, right. Uh, 20 years prior I yeah. I thought it was fantastic but That's Ewan cool. McGregor actually the whole cast but but he really pulled he's it all even together got, man. he's even yeah. gotten better you know what I mean yeah, like the yeah. whole cast is great but I saw, before I forget I saw a thing the other day you know they have all these great videos on YouTube that try to explain things or Mm -hmm. you know all these like why the prequels weren't so bad or this this or that (laughs) and i watched the best one i've seen where it explained uh the prequels from a filmmaking point of view okay a purely cinematic take the star wars out of it take everything out of it and from a cinematic point of view this guy broke it down was this the red letter media guy I can't remember. We talk. He talks no, like no, this. It wasn't you know, like that. You, you know the red letter media I don't think commentary I do, as well. But it wasn't oh, you, this guy. You should check it yeah, out. It, I it's will. it's All fascinating right. because he does break it down in the in a similar okay. fashion, yeah, yeah. but in a way where he describes why the prequels don't work compared to the originals. Sure. He actually this this one was like 
shot for shots and stuff. Oh, okay. And showing how he had uh, like gone beyond progressing from what he had originated in the originals mm-hmm. and how he has furthered himself as a filmmaker. Oh, yeah. And he was pointing out things and comparing them to other movies. He's like, you won't see things like this done for still another 10 years. And, you know, maybe story-wise, dialogue, like, absolutely, he's not the greatest yeah. director in the world. But as a filmmaker, there's some stuff that are in the prequels that is... It's, well, I'm sorry, it's brilliant shit. Everything is visually stunning. Right. This is the whole we thing. We don't even and realize how in-depth it is, though. Yeah. Do you know? And I think the other difference is Star Wars was made by a younger man, and uh, the fact that there's a lot of... Uh, he's trying to color in a lot of gray and a lot right. of politics into the prequels shows that it's a film by an older man. Yes. You know, yeah, who is yeah. a little more totally. concerned with... Uh, and and we often forget uh, this uh, Star Wars existed in that nine eleven milieu contextually. You know, right, a lot of right, the right. there were a, an awful lot of parallels. He was obviously trying to uh, create metaphors for yeah, yeah, uh, yeah that yeah, that yeah. one. What was it? Uh, the when the Republic fell. Uh, there's that line when Palpatine. Uh, gets in oh uh and this is how democracy dies with thunderous applause or yeah something like yeah that. exactly has that one line and so. i i think a younger lucas it would have been a more sort of uh bloody revolution versus the parallel right. which is how to modern politics to, yeah, that he was absolutely. he was and again, one, not perfect films but but yeah. you can kind of see what he was attempting hey man i got to see a jedi army Okay, well, that's true. I got to see it. The volcano Jedi fight. Yeah. For me, it was all about the volcano because the novelization, right? Right. When we were kids, we read we, that novel, and they described the fight yeah. in the volcano where yeah. he became Darth Vader. And yeah. I waited, what was it, twenty? Decades. Yeah, decades, decades to finally yeah. see it. And I finally and got to see the Clone Wars. This thing I've yeah, been wondering yeah. about Everyone's... since the very first movie. When For sure. Luke said those words, you know. Now, how? Just just to jump us back to. Our, our topic right. how awesome was it that uh george lucas showed up for star wars i was very happy to see that him, was right. amazing and yeah. they paid homage that to him as did. well did yeah, yeah. Did. no no it was it was wonderful yeah. uh were you in that panel were you in that no panel? i'm i'm getting to that age where i can't sleep on a concrete floor overnight <laughs> anymore i wish i did my buddy did more power to him but right. then he spent most of this is the cool thing about celebration you sort of it's your choose your own adventure you know right. what i mean you right. go off and focus on your interests or get distracted by something for me there was all these scavenger hunts i i, I brought these patches and pins and stuff oh, to very show you because because cool. there's all these scavenger hunts and i, I got distracted a by whole that convention that's just star wars like it must be so broken it's, down into weird stuff there is so many subcultures that you didn't even know existed like the steam like i had i had kind of known i've seen the steampunk cosplayers right i didn't know how deep they went into their I own parallel steampunk sure. Star Wars universe. Right. Or uh, it, it is fascinating. The droid builders again. Uh, my a, a friend of mine. We're uh, quite familiar with them around here. Yeah, yeah. Right. But imagine like this is the Olympics of droid building <laughs> yeah. like all the droid builders right. train for for right. two years okay. building. Now I gotta know about the lightsabers. Was there like a like a because I know the lightsaber community. Yeah. I know the custom okay. lightsaber mu- community. Uh, well, you know the high making. end. They, they, for me, it was standing in front. What's what's the, the high end prop guys? The well, the thousand dollars. Yeah, the are thousand the, are the official 
okay. licensed people were the master replicas. But then there's all these custom companies like yeah. Ultra Saber. Well, there's one company that that does the high thousand dollar lightsabers that there's were just you. gorgeous, right, yeah. absolutely gorgeous. And if, if it's at at uh, Star Wars Celebration, right. it's sanctioned. Like they had a whole pavilion, for example, oh. of sanctioned Star Wars tattoo artists, oh. like officially licensed, like all their Is there art. Like a lightsaber pavilion at all? Uh, there were lots of lightsaber demonstrations. Oh. I mean, uh, everything from, uh, uh, yeah, there. Uh, I didn't attend any of these, but from what I understand, there were were prop building, lightsaber building seminars, oh. and of course, uh, don't even uh, oh. dream not fr- from chatting with folks. Don't even dream of not including a kyber crystal. Well, of course, if you don't include a kyber crystal oh, yeah. with your yeah. your replica, you're 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 you're. There's a guy, a friend of mine, uh, Aaron Tromley, he's had a at a Michigan Solos hold lightsabers. Oh, okay. And I've been saving up for one for like three now, years. <laughs> are you a member <laughs> of any of one. these Jedi guilds? Because this was amazing to me as well. Because you have like you know the Mandalorian guilds, and then I don't at, know if at I could go as small, far small as... temple communities. I guess there's of, these of Jedi's. groups of people who go and have full week long retreats. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you know they'll rent it a camp and they'll turn it into oh, yeah, a Jedi yeah. camp, and, and they will live by the code of the Jedi. And they've got their own and sections, have sparring like yeah. things, and they they, live in the they woods, have their own sections and like larping, but for Star Wars, and yeah. it's amazing. And, and I don't know if I. I want to, but I, I'm, I'm. I'm curious. I'm deadly curious. Totally curious, but I'm, it's also a little embarrassing. At the same it is. Time. It is. It's true. Guys. But but they they exist here. They have their their sections and they have their lightsaber demonstrations. It's and it's yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. And they even you know you can sign up for lightsaber lessons or right. or uh, how to build your own lightsabers. Cool. Uh, well, this is this is the cool thing for kids. You go to the Disney park and you can build your own lightsaber. Yeah, have, I've heard about that store. I'm gonna see it one day. But it's just like bins go. of lightsaber. Parts go heard. to my uh, you, oh. you've seen me posting my hundreds of photos yes. uh, at Disney World. Maybe that's where uh, I saw them. Then, oh, it's amazing! The yeah, especially yeah. the the amount of versatility you can have with yeah, them yeah. now. Like, if you want the double blade or the single blade or the triple blade, or see, the only thing about all the expansion. And it, it is cool to have all these infinite lightsabers, but it, it, it's too bad that we're always trying to improve on things. That's true. Do you know what I mean? That's true. Well, like, they are sticking with the colors. Like, I think you have your no, red see, saber, here, no, your here's, blue saber. Okay, now we have an issue that I is coming up. Okay. I have a serious issue. This is the one thing that has happened that has seriously disappointed me since the Disney takeover. Okay, what's that? They have changed canon. They have changed the reason why a lightsaber has its color. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. And this one this is this is this is a nuts. deep cut for me. This one drives me nuts. All right, the go Lucas ahead. Lucasfilm Story Group mm-hmm. recently decided because kyber crystals are becoming a very very important part of, of the canon of the lore. Of yeah, the canon. yeah. Now, in the old way, your lightsaber was the color that it was, mm-hmm. right? Like because of the crystal. Purple crystal, green crystal, blue crystal. Yeah, yeah. Red crystals were red because they were synthetic. Oh, I didn't know that. That's why they were red, was because the Sith created their own crystals, ah. and they were synthetic, and they had the glow of red. Gotcha. Now, usually, you were the blue and the green. Were was this the, from the role-playing games? It could have been in there, too, I, but this uh, is from okay. books I read. Okay, gotcha. And... uh 
because um, you had the living force mm-hmm. and the unifying force, which were two kind of different parts of the force. Yeah. That's why when you see kind of hippie guys like uh, Qui-Gon <laughs> and uh, Yoda, yeah, yeah. they've got green. They're more in touch with like nature mm-hmm. and the, the, oh, the hippie-dippy And there was a reason the why um, Mace had the purple. I'll tell you Because he was he's skating the dark side, no, right? No. That's the excuse now. Okay. But, uh, that's not the original excuse. What was the, the original, original excuse? excuse? Much more badass. Okay. So the blue guys were more like knights. Yeah. More like Obi Wan, who mm-hmm. were meant to be out there. Do do do. And uh, so, um, fighting crusades. They yes, they're the yes, guys who fight yes. crusades. So Mace Windu, there was a story. I think it was in Shatterpoint, mm-hmm. which was a Mace Windu story, because Mace Windu had this ability called Shatterpoint, which is almost like a way to have force vision. You know, raise force vision. Yeah, yeah. That's basically used to be called the shatter point. Oh, okay. Where you could see the past, the future. Mm-hmm. It was a cool thing in the books. And Mace Windu was strong with this. He was on some planet. Somebody needed help. And he basically, like, like jumped the volcano to, like, save a species <laughs> or some kind of crap. He went through, like, a like a Herculean trial. And they the reward from these people was a purple kyber crystal. Ah, Right? Which hadn't been seen before. Which hadn't or? been seen before, hadn't been earned before. Just a rarity. So they gave him this crystal, and then he created his lightsaber out of it, ah. which was a uh, electrum plated. That's why it's got all the gold. Yeah, yeah. Very, same thing with the emperors, you know, because it was very hard to manipulate electrum. Mm-hmm. That's why you don't see many gold lightsabers, gold on the handles. Gotcha. But, you know, the emperor, Mace Windu, powerful yeah. people. Now, because he skirts the dark side, now the new reason for your lightsaber these color, are they're all clear now okay all kyber crystals now are clear and as the jedi makes the lightsaber Mm -hmm. and uses the force and bonds with it yeah whatever is their being is what imbues the crystal with its color gotcha right yeah if you're evil it will become red it's like a mood ring (laughs) your lightsaber is a mood ring so is it possible as your as your nature changes your lightsaber changes color or good question we haven't explored that yet because they have kind of explored this in a little bit well it's got a little screwed up with uh ahsoka tano Mm -hmm. because ahsoka tano has white lightsabers Oh. Right? Yeah. And I, I'm a little fuzzy on why this happened, mm-hmm. but it happened because something got screwed up with her crystals and they got, oh, gotcha. you know, sucked up into them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Something happened where she has actually clear white. If you watch Rebels now, her mm-hmm. lightsabers are clear white. Okay. Which has been touched on. Which, which has changed from uh, her Clone Wars appearance. Yes. So it's the same lightsabers, but something happened to her crystals. Ah, okay. Because there's also a dark saber. Yeah. Which uh, in the books was a giant kind of Death Star type machine. Okay. That was basically a, a giant lightsaber in space that blew up planets. Yeah. Well, now the- it's an actual black lightsaber that is uh, is owned by the Mandalorians. Ah, okay. Crazy shit. Well, here's here's someone who, who is getting a lot of love at uh, Celebration as well. A lot of Ashoka oh, cosplayers. Oh, she's it, man. Yeah, 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 yeah no, yeah. and everyone's delighted to to see her back. Like, Absolutely. This is, yeah. Actually, this is a cool thing. Uh, what do you got? Just, I'm, I'm pulling out the swag, but... Uh, so these are all patches? Uh, well, these are patches, but where's... Why do they look sorry, like half I'm, patches? Oh, well, I'll, yeah. I'll get into that, but actually I wanted to transition from the cosplaying uh every cosplayer has their own trading card oh that's the way it goes now yeah, man. yeah. I, so so they're all you famous. know me being a bit <laughs> of a trading card collector this was really <laughs> neat every cosplayer i met and chatted with right. here's here's my yeah. here's my card yeah. and it turned out to be yeah. a trading card so i assume this is something that could drive 
completest insane, especially oh, yeah. at Star Wars Celebration. Oh, like yeah. I would, me being a little bit of a completist, uh, uh, and and there are so there was so much swag out there. The fans, the, not only official swag, but the stuff the fans make, the fan right. clubs, yeah. and they turn it into a scavenger hunt. That is, and cool. then you sort of stumble across these whole like, oh, you go here, you know, you go to the droid thing, you go to the costume thing, you go to Gentle Giant, you get your right. stamps, and then you get a pin. This is how it started for me. I you know, see. it's like, oh, I get a pin. That's cool. Oh, Bosk is a girl. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> on on the trading card that we're, yeah, we're yeah. flipping through. So yeah, I I came home with a pile of these trading cards that I thought were super cool because uh, look at this the Nordic garrison yeah yeah no they are all part of different uh, guilds and clubs and stuff like that I didn't that. know Norway so, had one though. oh yeah but yeah I guess no they the would, Singaporean course, right? uh, the Singaporeans were hugely popular because they were giving away uh, really cool uh, patches as well all right but uh, yeah here we have six different uh, Star Wars groups and so part of the and again you oh, stumble you across this you have you are on a scavenger hunt so this one is all the vintage action figures on a cake which was one of the famous uh vintage yeah. posters i think yes. steve sansweet has this, uh yeah. shown this in some of his books but they turned it into a patch and as you can see it's like the washington dc area star wars yeah, collectors empire club state, empire state florida. florida and it can drive you nuts uh collecting Ohio, these things because you have to be at a certain time at a certain right. place you have to play uh poker you for one well, well you have to play poker for one you right. have to um uh answer trivia for another the uh, there were there was one where you just have to find the guy and and these patches get more and more complicated there's one that looks like the uh c3po collector's case and each right. figure in the c3po yeah. case is a and then that you have to find individual people amidst this huge venue. How do you fit so, it all in? Like it's um, like it's like there's all these panels. You got to make sure you see what you want to see. Like it you, sounds insane. Like it, I don't. I know I would miss shit that I wouldn't want to miss. And then you try to like like I'm I'm. I haven't been to Star Wars Celebration, but because I'm a, I, I've grown up in nerd community and going to conventions right. and stuff, I, I pick it up pretty quick. But it is a little, I can see from the outside how it can be inaccessible because you see these people like they've got patches and they're trading them. Right. You, you just ask questions and if if uh, they know you know your stuff as opposed to you're just a tourist looking for right. swag to sell on eBay, uh, right. they'll, they'll let you in on it, so okay. to speak. So there's a whole pin trading thing there's a whole patch collecting thing that is cool uh, man. yeah it's it's because like i'm used to being at a con and i and for me to catch all the star wars is easy because it's only like a spatter all oh, the star yeah, wars yeah. panel period is happening at this time but if it's all star wars all the time my head would explode I, man i did a lot i did a lot of different things like i, I told you i i was into the books so right. i i went to the writers panel i went to writers <clears throat> seminars but i'm also a star wars collector yeah. and at these panels they gave out uh, i've got it around here somewhere where uh, these little, they're called Star Tot pins. There's these nice. little chibi uh, Star Wars characters. So you had to attend every single collector's panel or be constantly trading for stuff to get an entire set of these pins. That is cool. And so I got obsessed going to these panels. I was interested in the panels in the first place. Right. You know, Steve Sansweet, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Ob Rancho Obi-Wan has panels. They had uh, uh, Hallmark collectible panels. Oh, I would have lost my pa mind. Packaging. Man. So... 
that was a huge focus for me because because on the floor that's your e- thing yeah, yeah on yeah. the floor even all the vintage rarities that you saw sure uh, remember the tv show toy hunter uh, yeah. jordan hembro was there yeah. with all his rarities uh, uh mark huckabone of here's west coast all kinds of rarities and toy awesome. tokyo had things i had never seen <laughs> that before. exists these, these yeah. spanish uh, i think they're spanish mecano did you see any weird uh, toy lightsabers that didn't look familiar like uh all kinds all kinds yeah. and i mean uh, the one thing i did see there that i haven't seen in canada as a kid i had uh uh a utility belt like a, a star wars utility belt not with star wars on it and it had a handgun and actually a a, a solid lightsaber uh, right. one of the only solid lightsabers you could actually hurt your brother with nice. by whacking it was about a billy club size okay right but uh, that that got confiscated a long time ago because nice. you whack your brother with it well you know how i lost lights i had the do you remember the power of the force ones not the power of the force ones the uh inflatable ones no no they were plastic the day, right? they were like uh it was from around the time of jedi i'm messing up my power of the force oh, okay. and this of the force and yeah, that yeah, of the force yeah, yeah. but they're the the plastic ones with the whistle like they're big fat handles, but they've got holes in them. And when you swing them oh, around, they yeah, make, they yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. That's right. So that's I have right. two of these with packaging and okay. two without. The reason I hunted these down when I was when I first moved to Mississauga when I was eight years old or nine years old, we're living in our we're moving day in our new mm-hmm. apartment down the street here on uh, Truscott. I'm jumping on the bed with my lightsaber and I break the fixture. The light fixture smashes everywhere. (laughs) My mother comes back into the room, grabs a lightsaber, cracks it over her knee. Done. And I was obsessed from that point on. Now I own 76 lightsabers and those are four of them. And, but, and this yeah. is always the way. This is why they become highly collectible. These these uh, mm-hmm. utility belts were only available in Canada. I've never. Oh really? I hardly ever see a complete set of them. Or of course right. they had a complete set. And of That's... course because my mom confiscated that one lightsaber. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. It's missing that thing, and I'm never going to be able to afford. You ever watch this uh, Comic Book Men? You know. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 There was one issue. Or there I've was... been to the store, by the way. Oh really? Yeah, I got to yeah. check it out sometime. It's a, it's it's awesome. I bet but you anyways, it's cool. well, well, we can have a whole other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can have a whole other podcast about like new york new jersey adventures oh jesus well i'm gonna I'm, I'm, it's looking like i'm gonna be at new york comic-con are you year. okay so, at, uh, but i'm gonna an elegant weapon won't be there but i will be there which is kind of the same but you know we'll get in there. anyways so i'm watching this episode of comic book men and this guy comes in with a hulk utility set yeah. Do you remember that episode? Yeah. I I and can show Canadian you. Sets. I can show you. I this was a Canadian set, uh, really. Any any of these utility belts? Really? Were really rare Canadian. Sam, exclusives. I'm three years old. I got pictures of it, and I've got the thing. I got it for my third the birthday. I had the whole thing. Belt? It had uh, wristbands. It had a communicator. It had a, well, it had a voice detector. changer. Yeah, it had a yeah, radiation on the on the I belt think. that said Hulk. Yeah. And and I couldn't believe Why when Hulk I saw them come in. Belt. Exactly. But when when I saw it on that the on the on the when the guy brought it in on the show, I was just like, "Oh my god!" I started <laughs> losing it, yelling at my girlfriend. I'm like, "I had that!" Oh yeah, and yeah. it flooded me back. Not since remember the last toy show we were at um, in Burlington, one? the yeah, one that yeah. I was hanging in with you at. Yeah, yeah, and I found that little get along gang. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The I little have, rubber figures. I had not thought of them since. Literally, it's probably one of the few things that I have not had a mm-hmm. single thought of since I was into it when I was a kid. Literally, if I'd never seen that thing or heard the name again, I would have never thought about Get Along Gang for the rest of my life. There it is. 
flooded me with memories. Man. Uh, the, the, Too cool. This is typical of Star Wars celebration as well because uh, uh, for me it was those Ben Cooper Halloween costumes. You know, right? Yeah. Halloween oh yeah. Costume like the kids caught. Kids don't know how lucky they had it. Yeah. We had what looked like I guess a bib or a plastic. You yeah. had your Darth Vader, you yeah. know, plastic yeah. mask. And, and then, then it you had, would say Darth Vader on yeah, the it chest. Would say Darth Vader and would have a picture of Darth Vader yeah, on it. Yeah, and that yeah. was your Darth Vader Halloween costume. Do you know about the strange uh, Spider-Man uh, Halloween Yes, thing? yes, the Steve Miller band. That's an interesting I, I situation, isn't it? Here, well, here's what got me crazy as a kid because mom being mom yeah she doesn't know i'm the biggest spider-man fan ever right she comes home and she's so happy you know this this poor you know chinese right. immigrant right. woman who doesn't know spider-man from a hole in the wall i found you spider-man costume gives it to me you know i tear this thing open and i was such a jerk to my mom oh it was that, you pulled one of those crappy it, kid moments yeah oh. it, no 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 but it was that <laughs> right uh was it uh, the steve it's miller like band? yellow it yeah, was the like, steve miller band yeah yeah uh, uh, quote-unquote spider-man co- it was that costume well the weird thing about that is is it predates spider-man oh does it they, that's what i mean by the weird situation oh, with okay. this costume oh the ben cooper one yeah. sorry i'm thinking of another one okay, there's yeah, the there's, there's one, a yeah. knockoff spider-man costume that's famous because it was uh on a on an album cover oh but okay. the ben cooper one is fascinating that's, that's interesting how it that predated and it is so dead on it is it's although a freaky who although, knows what was in the back of someone's head subconsciously i'm not yeah saying anything yeah well the other but, thing you is know. you 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 got to know that um you know the people that are really pushing this theory as as fact right because um, it's 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 not fact it, it's speculation oh sure but the ones yeah. who are pushing it as fact actually own this costume and want to drive up the value of, of the costume yes. but it is fascinating <laughs> yeah, yeah how you know it it is within reason right you know what I mean? Well, you but never then, know about these things. But then I the pedigree of Spider-Man is so gray as well, because you right. know, um, what was it? At some point, uh, 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 what uh, Kirby's partner, um, Joe Simon, right. had a silver spider pitch right. that yes. uh, yeah. was in there as well. And uh, yeah, it, completely different. Just to show you, there's the idea of a guy with the spider powers, mm-hmm. um, but then there's actually the execution. Yes, and at the end of the absolutely. day, it's how you execute it that counts. So no one should be, ever be afraid of ideas being stolen, right. because the way you execute it will be completely different. That's so, the original part what was of it. The... Uh, Joe Simon yeah, yeah. and CC Beck went out, and it was practically the same premise. It was a teenage kid, except it was a Shazam premise, right? Because uh, okay. CC Beck uh, uh, right. uh, was is the Shazam uh, Captain Marvel guy, right? Uh, so thank you. Thank you for still referring to him as Captain Marvel, because he always will be my <laughs> Captain is. Marvel. No, I, I'm with you. Yeah, I just I'm think that's you. silly, but I understand some Anyways, things got to work jump, out. Jumping back to Star Wars Celebration, uh, I felt like I was missing things constantly. Oh, I bet. Uh, we got there, and, and here's the thing. Uh, we got there late on Thursday, ended up in so many different lines. It's not even funny. I heard. That's all I kept hearing about. It was yeah, like line yeah. up But then lane. finally, once you sort of get the hang of the lines, and the great thing is... Uh, you They're kind of moving at least? Uh, well, you can divide and conquer and once you get the wristbands okay so uh, you get there at five in the morning uh, for most things so if you want to see wait, wait uh, five in the morning five it starts in the mor- well well uh some or people, to line up to at line least. up some okay. people are, right. are well some people are are um are, are sleeping over on the concrete this is how you got to see 
you know, the Harrison, Ford, Harrison Ford, George Ford. Lucas, okay, and all those. You right, slept overnight, or right. be in the room for the Force Awakens. This hardcore America and, oh, 90s the, concert situation. Yeah, I the Last you. Jedi. You know, yeah. but then you get there at five. Now you get your your wristband, and you can see, you know, the Mark Hamill panel, the the Carrie Fisher. Right. Um, a memorial panel, the uh, Anthony right. Daniels, Ray, pa- Ray Too Park. Too cool, man. So I did see like the 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 four or five, you know, celebrity yeah. fan. Forget panels. about seeing Still George. How, forget about it being cool that George Lucas showed up, but Hayden Christensen showing up—that was phenomenal. Come and him on. sitting there chatting with Ian McDermott was yeah. pretty classy. Yeah. And and again, we're of a certain age, but you forget that that you know the the twenty something, thirty year old people. Wars, man. That is their yeah. Mark Hamill. Hayden yeah. Christensen is their Mark Hamill, and I'm not going to take that away from him. Absolutely not. And even not. I thought that was fantastic. Huge of him. Huge of him. With Hayden the, the and shit he's taken. Ian McDermott yeah, yeah. Uh, chatting away. Now, oh, yeah. now it's the other kid that uh, has had a hard, harder time of it. Much right? harder he time. He was much younger and much younger. Bullied versus... But it, it's also turned out that he, uh, he has quite a few. Uh, uh, mental health disorders. Ah, gotcha. And there was and that. wasn't equipped to handle And no one it. really knew. And that, yeah, it was a jumble of crap. Apparently, uh, he's getting gotcha. a lot of help now. Well, I met him at a fan expo. Oh, okay. Uh, years quite ago young? now. Um, he wasn't quite young. This was 2004, okay. five. Because wasn't he staying away? He was older now. Wasn't he staying then. away from conventions for a good long time for his own mental health? This like, was just before that. And he did not seem good. Uh, he was very awkward to talk to. Mm-hmm. He was uh, he was nice, but he seemed incredibly uncomfortable gotcha. with the whole situation. It was shortly after that that you really started hearing about the okay. the come like the the recent gotcha. kind of troubles. But as I have heard recently, he's actually getting help. Okay, and well, he's that's, doing that's better. Good. Because, yeah, there was that's a car accident or crash or there was some kind of thing that he was involved in. Yeah, yeah. And that led to him getting incarcerated some serious for... help or something. Okay. But, yeah, you know, it's a hard situation when yeah. you're you're in these movies that no matter what, they're Star Wars, so they're going to be, you know, yeah. world popular. But then they end up maybe not being the greatest movies by people's standards. You know what? The, the but same... at the time, they made, like, millions of dollars. You know so what? it's all about time, right? Older people will always look down upon... Uh, if. I remember correctly. Uh, the, the the original three Star Wars movies were dismissed right. in the same way by older Absolutely. sci-fi fans as well, or Absolutely even um, right. people who are slightly older than us because we yeah. were kids when we were the right age for Jedi. We right. were the right age for Ewoks. Yes, but those people yes. that were teenagers when Star Wars came out, yeah, when they saw those teddy bears as older teenagers or twenty-somethings, like, they just yeah. yeah. At they, that they point, they the, just wanted to see how the story ended. Yeah, they yeah. had the same yeah. reaction many totally. of us older folks did with the Absolutely, prequels in man. terms of their level of disappointment. Because so, it will is never... there any kind of vibe between the originals and the prequels at Celebration? Is there um, any kind of separation, I, or is it one I big think, giant story now? At I think point. the great thing is it's a choose-your-own-adventure at Celebration, right? right? Okay. You follow the track, and you can admire the costumes, too. The Padme uh, uh, cosplayers are just mind-blowing. The level of detail in their, right. their dresses, oh, I yeah. can admire that. Oh, I can yeah. respect that. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, like uh, we're, I'm running around uh, yeah. with, you know, uh, uh, my track was, coll- you know, vintage collecting. Toys. yeah. Uh, uh, Novels, right, you know, uh, right. specifically Timothy Zahn and, and sure, comics. They sure. had panels on that. 
and uh, I went to some of the celebrity panels. I did the Disney theme park nice. uh, panel, and they're doing some pretty exciting stuff. Oh, I heard about with, all that. You know, yeah. it, it is kind of insidious technology. At Disney World, they have this basically wristband okay. that is constantly recording what you're doing. It's got oh, all your information to on see it. Where yeah. fans are well, heading you will, or whatever. Well, here's the here's the positive side. You will never lose a kid at Disneyland ever again as long as they're wearing this <laughs> wristband, right? Right, right? And uh and and this has all your information so they know it ahead of time. Um I think uh the interactivity they're talking about this they were already construction like over a fence. <coughs> Uh, they were already building? They're building this new Star Wars theme park at Hollywood Studios. Wow. And uh, they showed the footage of, for the first time, a full-size full Millennium Falcon will exist. That's insane. And this is going to be a world that we've never seen. And apparently, I, I we did do Harry Potter, just as an aside. Oh, it's going to be more... Inter- it's Diagon Alley. It's cool. amazing. Oh, it's amazing. We could, cool do, we, we could do a whole other podcast <laughs> right, just, just on so Universal the, Studios. Because Universal Studios has Marvel stuff. I went it's when I was Jurassic 16, Park. and it was the single most fun I've ever had in one day in oh, my yeah. whole life. Was it's, my six? It was at Universal, my, yeah, Florida, yeah, for my birthday. It was the gotcha. most exciting thing I've ever gone through. As uh, well, it's so got cool. even better because you've got Jurassic Park there, you've got Marvel sure. Land, you've yeah. got uh, Simpsons. At the time, it was Back to the Future. Back to the Future still exists. They they've got a dock running around with a DeLorean still, but oh, yeah. all there was you know, the ride. Well, you know all the uh, the 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 DeLorean. Yeah. Rides they've been now been replaced with Simpsons cars, and okay. so it's now. An, well, I didn't get in, to go on it because it was like a three hour wait. Oh, and we dude. were like, screw that. So we went and did. The, uh, we did do King Kong. King that Kong's was a cool even ride. more amazing now. That was a super cool ride. King Kong's like a three D interactive. Oh, yeah. uh, well, you were in the car and the big hand the big oh, yeah, animatronic yeah. hand well, he, comes around no and longer, shakes your car he's shakes. no longer animatronic but it is a sort of shaky right. uh, uh, rail kind of yeah. wrap around 3D movie right. um, it's it's astonishing what okay before we get into a little Zip Kramer action let okay. me ask you a few things about yeah, yeah, sure. things that are happening and coming then yeah yeah um, Star Wars The Last Jedi yes that. I'm far more excited for this movie than I was for Force Awakens. I can see that. Yes, and I, I I'd say I am a lesson too. In the way since Rogue One came out, because I loved Rogue One so mm-hmm. much, I didn't even give it a second thought because I was like, no lightsabers, no Jedi, not interested. Got really. Then I saw Rogue One and am so blown away by that movie. Okay, it's unbelievable. The Jedi lore, the wills. The second I heard yeah. Guardians of the Wills, okay. I was like, Argh. well, well, here's my thing about Rogue One. I, I loved it. I, I, I liked it. I didn't love it. And I kind of would have liked to have seen the movie that, that you're talking about. The Wills? The, the, the movie with the two Chinese actors. Yeah, with Donnie Yen. Yeah, yeah. 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 Whatever movie they were in, in terms of the Jedi Temple. For and like, sure. Like, I would yeah. have loved to have followed their story and I, then have him, them run into... They could into, still do it now. This is true. Donnie it Yen's awesome an, uh, yeah, as well. could be another prequel, right? It was so weird for me at first. I was like, okay, so you're going to put Donnie Yen in a Star Wars movie, but oh, he's he not going to be a Jedi. How's that going to work? Well, well there's so, enough but force... But then they said it, man. He, M- was a, he was a guardian of the yeah. will. And there's enough empathic force users yeah. out there that you know so there was so much more mysticality brought into it that mm-hmm. I was like okay I like where they're going and I so appreciated how much 
prequel and Rebels era stuff was put into Rogue One, then mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, this is if this is gonna how they're gonna do it, I can probably live without Jedi. But now there may no may not be any more Jedi, according to Master Skywalker. Uh, yes. Do you think this is a misleading misnomer? Do you think they would go as far as to actually create something new and no longer have Jedi, or do you think Jedi is too solid? I think they are actually looking for the balance because I, I feel like the downfall of the Jedi was that they went too far in one direction and Luke now sees this. Okay. I I think he's looking for another way and this is this is the whole thing. I'm assuming everyone's assuming that uh, because they're suggesting there's a whole Yoda thing going on where where he's he's a little reluctant but he eventually right. trains her. I think he flat out wants to do something different. Rather than uh, okay. uh, a rehash of uh, Empire Strikes Back, this is my hope. Right. At least, would I, you be okay with losing the Jedi? I and it being would. Something else. I would if what they sort of evolved into was maybe more of an enlightened. Can the Jedi just evolve themselves? Though, this is true. This you know? is true. Maybe they'll they'll evolve and then still call themselves Jedi, but Luke is is reluctant to. I'm just seeing that part in part. Nine, yeah. where Ray goes, I am a Jedi. Well, we were talking about the different <laughs> different types of Jedi. Where do you lean in terms of are you into the blue lightsaber knight errants or are you more into the hippie uh, uh, Qui Gon? I and, like qualities of both. Yoda. I personally I, like the outlook of more of a Mace Windu. Not okay. Not riding the edge. I don't. I think it's wrong when people say he's riding the edge of the dark side. I think he just understands it better mm-hmm. and can therefore control it better. I don't ah. think it means he's any angrier than yeah, any yeah. other Jedi. I think he's just so ballsy and so tough. Yeah. That he can go that far. That he can be like, I'll make the dark side my bitch. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think I, it's more of a outlook like that right. for me. Because I, I think, you know... I, I'm leaning towards the space hippies. It's funny that you mentioned sure. space yeah, hippies. Because well, yeah. whenever, like, uh, again, you know, prequel's not my movie, but uh, Qui-Gon, I, I liked his attitude. I've always yeah. liked Yoda's attitude. Sure, you know, I could it, see Luke going that Lucas, way, Lucas, you know, right? drawing a lot, uh, a lot upon uh, Zen yes. and Buddhism Absolutely. and trying to incorporate that's that. That's why I think it's all part of what makes the order great Mm -hmm. the jedi order itself great because at one point when you read old stories there were jedi knights there were jedi healers there were jedi monks there was all these different aspects when the jedi first started uh at least if you go by uh dark horse's uh dawn of the jedi Mm -hmm. which was fairly recent a couple years ago uh it wasn't for the dark or the light it was just kind of a a a force initiative of force sensitive people coming that's together that's true yeah yeah right and then it's things started and then it to slowly break. got there was dogma brought in there right. was uh, scripture See, here's the big difference now and... it used to be that the sith came from the jedi mm-hmm. that's the expanded universe history and the history of star and wars now they're the a whole sith come separate... from the jedi what happened was a bunch of jedi went rogue they went bad became dark jedi they went to this planet called Korriban uh, at the time Korriban, and there was a people there called the Sith. 
They were a race of people. That's right. I had forgotten the, about these that. These dark is, Jedi went this there. Is, this is the old canon. And conquered them. And that's why they're the dark lords of the Sith. I they're do remember this, They're not actual yes. Sith. That's how, so you kids know, that's where the Sith comes from. That's why they're dark lord of the Sith. Because the dark Jedi went and conquered the Sith people. Yeah. Eventually, it all and turned into got, one thing. That right? got knocked out when uh, the uh, Lucas with the prequels and the rule of two. and. Well, that kind of, see, the rule of two was just Darth Bane because it was it was you know the sith always destroying themselves but now they're making it out to seem that the sith are older than the jedi Mm -hmm. at least it hasn't been fully explained in new canon but i'm getting the impression that they didn't have anything to do with each other which is a weird thing but if you look at canon now you've got things like the witches of dathomir you've got the night sisters you've got the bindu Mm-hmm. Right, and one of my favorite, but you know the Bendu, the I am, I am the Bendu, yeah, I yeah. am the one in the middle, <laughs> and then I love where. See, I'm more of the mind of where uh, Kanan gets pissed. He's like, pussy. <laughs> like, what do you mean you ride the middle? What are you Switzerland? Stand up and fight. <laughs> well, I'm more is, of that kind of idea. I guess this is as as the world evolves as well, right? Because. Right. Um, uh, you know, the 1970s was a very different time than now where mm-hmm. where we are exposed to so many different religions that not only have the same origins, you right. know, like, yeah. you know, all these religions that are all like the sons of Abraham, but have different practices. Totally. I yeah. think we're, we're getting a little bit fractured in, in that sense in terms of... I hope uh, they can keep it together, though, because that's one of the things I've always loved about Star Wars is the chronology of it all. I, well, the, as, that's why as I'm a Highlander that, freak. As long it's as it's because of the chronology. As long as I think uh, there's someone at Lucasfilm whose job is to say this is in continuity, this is out of continuity, and the wonderful well, the thing story is, group, right? you know, I'm not going to get new, too nitpicky. I, I like, I really invested I in a, all those Zahn novels, and then and then all these people who the moment it happens, like I've wasted my life. <laughs> these are no longer I valid. Felt and like I that, still love I'm these novels. It. I they, felt like so. These, would you read a these, new one? Like, uh, would you read? I've a new been one? reading the new one. I, no, but uh, I mean, would you read a book that you haven't read from Legends? Yeah, or, yeah, I did. Yeah, so I, you should read Darth Plagueis. Okay, you should definitely. Read I, Darth I will. And and actually, I've right. always. Uh, I I have to admit, I've been. I just don't have time to read not like oh, novels. Sure, I hear you. Uh, I, I, I find American Gods for three years. I, I carve out a little <laughs> bit of time on the treadmill, but uh, I yeah, Thrawn yeah. is my new yeah. project, and actually at. There was a law there where all these Zon books came out that I didn't even know about. So, uh, so yeah, I Happens finally quick, got around right? to Scoundrels, which nice. was wonderful. Right, do, do you right. know what Scoundrels yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The Ocean's Eleven yeah. in the Star Wars universe. Rad, and right? I'm kind of hoping this is what the young Han Solo is. Sounds like it might go that way. Uh, sure. Because yeah. it, it, it is, yeah. uh, you know, and again, there's all the... the the Zahn characters that get snuck in there. Winter, what's her name? Winter. Yeah, Winter. Uh, yeah, Winter uh, was Leia's uh, handmaid. Raised yeah, the, yeah. Raised the trip. Well, raised the twins and the baby Anakin, mm-hmm. and she has a an eidetic memory. Well, they she remembers everything. That they ever, managed to uh, to grab her and insert her in this prequel. Oh, that's Ocean's great. Eleven. So she's th- she's in the canon now. Uh, yeah. Well, it. Well, no. That, I think Scoundrels has been relegated to Legends. Okay, it, it has, has been, okay. but it. Could still exist because it's it takes place in the See, period I hate the between things that could exist and they don't let man. Yeah, like, yeah, I, it's crazy. It, it, it exists as yeah. a nudge and a wink, right? Like right. Mara Jade could still exist as a nudge and a wink as the Emperor's hand. Right. She can't exist as Luke's. Well, do you want to hear my my fan my fan fiction dream? All right. This is my fan fiction. We're pitching Lucas right now. Yeah, we're pitching. I'm this pitching is Lucas. Lucasfilm. 
Uh, I've always had a theory that was confirmed at this year's celebration that Mace oh. Windu is not dead. Yes. I've always felt that. Since yes. it happened, I was like, no reason, okay? That so, was a great panel. What happens? You've got this new era where you've got Luke and Rey. He's trained Rey. Mm-hmm. So let's say this is after they beat the First Order, whatever, yeah. right? They start hearing rumors about the strange Jedi throughout the galaxy. And they're like, mm-hmm. what the hell? So they have to chase this Jedi down, right? This Jedi is so well trained, he keeps eluding them. And he's off doing his own good stuff, and they're just trying to figure out who he is or whatever, right? <laughs> Finally, they catch up to this Jedi, and he's kind of winking and smiling, not letting them catch him or whatever, right? Now, Master Yoda put all his faith in the Chosen One, right? All his faith was yeah. in the prophecy. Yeah. He's like, I'm not I'm not worried about nothing. It's going to work <laughs> itself out. I don't see Mace Windu... Mace was a, more of a realist. Uh, uh, taking that approach. He Never had a more trusted Anakin. Pragmatic approach. So why not a contingency? Mm-hmm. Well, a, a Padawan. A secret Padawan. Nobody in the Order knows about. This Padawan's duty is to carry on the Order in case it falls. Okay. Right? Yeah. So years later, Luke and Ray or whatever, they encounter this Jedi and they have no idea. And he explains, you know, but then for the first say, say this is like a Star Wars TV show. Mm-hmm. You don't know who the master is. There's lots of hints at who this guy's master was. And then in the second season or whatever, it gets like revealed that it was Master Windu survived and had go. had this Padawan, you know, and that that was always my idea. Something well, cool like that. how awesome. There you go, Lucasfilm. How awesome was that moment when uh, Sam Jackson popped up on that screen? It was great, great, and yeah. uh, suggests that no one saw what happened once I went out that window. You. I agree. <laughs> He's man. still There's alive. No reason for there not to be more to it. You know what I mean? As, I think as long as there's money on the, you know, right. money to be gained, on, on, you know, still money on the table Absolutely, to be taken, that uh, the extended yeah. universe can. Well, I'm can... stoked for Last Jedi. I'm really, really stoked for Last Jedi, but I'm not as stoked as I am for Zip Kramer. <laughs> uh, Thank you so much. We're not going to go too crazy. No, no, no. Because we're... I can easily say this to the people that, uh, kids, if you haven't heard the Speech Bubble podcast, you must check out the Speech Bubble podcast. Speech Bubble is hosted by our good friend Aaron Broverman. You can find it on our network at Points of Interest Podcast, POIPodcast.com, or where it originates from the never, sorry, the, they hate it when I say never, mm-hmm. eh? I got, I got a little, I got a little talking to. <laughs> They're like, it's not the Never Sleeps like, okay, Network. Okay, it's Never Sleeps Network. It's like a CNN thing, I guess. <laughs> I love you guys, but uh, that's where Speech Bubble originates from. Mm-hmm. NeverSleepsNetwork.com, and uh, you and Marvin just appeared on yeah. the show, which I listened to this afternoon while trimming my hedges at work, <laughs> and uh, it was, it was great. It was a fantastic conversation, and you guys uh, delve quite deep into the whole thing mm-hmm. of where Zip Kramer came from, oh, yeah. the history of Zip Kramer, which I didn't realize there was, I didn't realize your strange uh, romance story was a Zip Kramer story as well. You actually, there's, you know, the Sam Noir moments, I'm, I'm doing finger quotes that you love yeah, so much, yeah. uh, there's one in the strange romance Zip Kramer story that you will love. It's yeah? A, it's right. sort of a spoof of uh, yeah. a certain 90s genre of anime. Okay. Like uh, right Wicked City or Legend okay. of the Over. Yeah, that yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, right but on. we do we do our little twist yeah. on it and, and you have your, your Very cool. oh, yeah. moment. So what I'm saying is, kids, uh, if you want to get into in-depth about it, I do highly recommend that you check out Speech Bubble. It's on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In those places I just mentioned, uh, Marvin's kind of highlighted through the interview. Yes, it's Marvin's then, interview. It's Marvin's and... interview, but you hop on in there with yeah, your big yeah. mouth near the end. Well, there's a lot of Star Wars 
in Zip Kramer. The, oh, there's the, tons the, of tons of stuff in the Zip main, Kramer. The main influence being uh, this used, grotty universe, as well as all the regular folks. To me, right. Zip Kramer is like this Don Quixote type character <laughs> yeah. running amok through suburbia. Through you know truck stop diners, right, through right. Uh, uh, regular Joe guys who are just running an infestation service. Uh, right. This is this is sort of the Star Wars influence of of the cantinas. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, the yes. the grotty streets, the maintenance guys, the garbage guys. Well, it's a little bit like Salvagers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you know you know of Salvagers at this point? Uh, yes. Uh, Bob Sally's book? Yeah, yeah. That's the idea. These are the guys who go out and clean up the galaxy after the space wars have mm-hmm. happened and get all the space junk and shit, right? Or it's... the great bit in, uh, was it Clerks, where they talk about all the independent contractors it's on pretty the much where that return whole of thing the, came from. the Well, Jedi. that's why Kevin Smith got all excited, because Finn was actually, when they say insanitation... Oh, yes, that's, that's right. Like a nod to Kevin Smith. He's one of those guys yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. just like, you yeah. know, mopping up or, the... Or uh, Jason Liu, Lou Harvest. Lou Harvest Same is idea, fantastic. Right? Same idea. Folks, uh, should, is it is it still online? Because folks should I don't go know, to be check out uh, Jason Liu's website. Uh, I'm sure if they Google yeah. uh, Jason Liu and Pitiful Human For Lizard. For sure. But uh, this is... Well, L-O-O... Lou. Yeah, and uh, Jason, of course, uh, has been to many Star Wars celebrations, and I think that if you if you read it in the context of Star Wars celebration, where everybody sort of lives in a Star Wars universe, right. everyday folk, yeah, uh, you can kind of see the inspiration for Lou Harvest. Absolutely. Oh yeah. You know yeah, all, yeah. the fact that you're there and you're interacting with Twilights and and mm-hmm. droids and yeah, Jedi totally. and even right down to the Saturday Night Live skit, the Kylo Ren skit. I haven't seen that yet. Where he uh, he goes undercover. Oh yes, that's you know, right. That's right. Matt, undercover Matt boss. From what, yeah, where he's, he's Matt or whatever. He's doing yeah. undercover how, boss. Have you that's seen right. the cosplay? Like people cosplay that. Yes. I've seen it at several oh, shows after it happened, man. It's uh, hilarious. Speaking of deep cuts, uh, someone was cosplaying Harvey Corman and uh, B. Arthur in the, the Star Wars Christmas special. special. Yeah, wow. I I, ha- I think I, ha- I specifically have a uh, album of cosplay in <laughs> in in my Facebook feed. That's you will ex- need to that's amazing. It again, these these yeah. it, it cuts really really deep. And of course, there's a bunch of space balls running uh, right, uh dark right, helmets running right, around, yeah. Ro- uh, uh barf is running around. Barf. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. That's brilliant stuff. So Zip Kramer in that vein. Mm-hmm. Uh, We've got a Kickstarter going on right so, now, uh, and this is for the collected, yes. the collected this edition collected. So with you'll get, one new story. The, so if you go to this Kickstarter, you'll get all the Zip Kramer that's ever been Kramered yes. in one giant Kramer. Yes, including right. a new, never before uh, published story. Right, right. And we've got a murderer's row of folks helping us out with pinups. We've got uh, Sam Agro, Matthew Tavares, Shane Heron of Black Hole Hunters Club, Stephanie Line. I think you put his up, didn't you? Yes. Well, they've all been posted up. He killed it. Yes. He is one of those guys who... uh, Shane doesn't do anything half-assed. He's the whole ass. He's amazing. (laughs) He, not to say he was ever not you know great but he mm-hmm. in the past year or so he's jumped to another level he has jumped to a complete other level and when i really noticed it was inktober yes when he did his inktober lineup i yes. was like shane you're just 
killing it this year. And like, he's got his new book, Morris, that he's working on. Have you seen any of Morris yet? Morris no. is going to blow all of yeah. your minds. Right, like right. he's 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 got something else going on right now and this is the perfect thing for him. Like monsters, him creatures. Yeah, and yeah. this is Shane unfiltered. You know what I mean? Like That's this nice. is yeah. this is pure Shane his own book with his Wait a minute, own... wait a minute. When is Shane ever filtered in the, any No, no, no. Way? This is true. But <laughs> but where there there is in some ways uh, a, 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 a Ricky Lima script that they yes. that they base it on and Shane yes, takes that and course. then makes it his own of yeah. course, but uh there is still you still squint and you see yeah. the shape of Ricky inside yeah. Black Hole Hunters it's Club amazing. whereas yeah, I love seeing the step up, man, when uh, whereas Morris guys, is same thing with Sean Daly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wasn't going to mention you, Shane. There you go. Sean Daly. That had to get thrown in there. But these are guys who just, you can watch it. You oh, know? yeah. Watch Keith Krichow. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Contributed pinup as well. And I was, he was the very first as well. I got to give him a shout out. Right. Like when right. when the call went out, he was the first to put up his hand oh, and say, say yeah. you know, Marv. At, and he was a guy that uh, Marvin mentored as well over right. at um, right. Bright Anvil Studios. Oh, cool. As cool. well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is exciting because it's a long history relationship with you and Marvin from when you didn't know each other. Yeah, and you yeah. started making Zip Kramer to where you're like best best of friends now mm-hmm. and have gotten to this point where well, you it's, collect it all and you're being it's very like telepathy humble. too. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah, sure. Well no, it's we, it's like you know, it's a, it's a Snyder Capullo story. We just yeah. heard it on that level. They didn't know each other and didn't really like each other too much. Button heads because they're both the best. And now they're like the best of friends in the world mm-hmm. making beautiful Batman together, which we're going to get more of. I'm Batman looking forward to metal. that. Ba-ba-na-ba-na-ba-na. Oh, so excited. <laughs> Did for you that see shit. Was it the Savage Dragon April Fools where they announced uh, uh, Capullo and, and uh, Scott Snyder on Savage Dragon? No, I think this was an April Fool's uh, really? uh, about a month ago. Although the, yeah. I, I'm I'm deviating here. The Savage Dragon is now moving to Toronto. Apparently, I don't even know what the Savage Dragon is. Uh, one of those early Image comics. You know, Eric Larson is an Image founder. Yes, yes. So uh, his comic was the Savage Gra- Dragon, that oh. big green guy with the fin. So what do you mean by moving to Toronto? It's the setting character or literally... itself. Oh, really? Uh, because Trump has a thing against aliens. Including outer space aliens, uh, the Savage Dragon that's is moving cool, to man. Toronto. That's that's big news for well, how us, long I guess. That book been going. He must uh, be doing it's that been going forever, nonstop. Right? It's been going nonstop. And Larson originally, I think he came to my attention because he took over for McFarlane. Spider Man, yeah, Spider-Man, yeah. Right and he afterwards. hated Venom. You you saw what he did with Venom. Like he just made yeah. Venom ten times crazier. Yeah, which was just to, cool, to with know? the teeth hanging out and yeah, yeah. all that. It's weird how these guys come along and then they mimic someone else's style because it's what's mm-hmm. been happening on the book yeah but then it slowly starts to morph into their own oh yeah like like look look at capullo right Who yeah mastered. exactly he could probably mimic mcfarlane well, where you couldn't tell but he, now he out mcfarlane mcfarlane on a hundred issues of spawn right yes but then he now he's his own streamlined guy. his oh, yeah, style yeah. into something so different. No, that, no, like, it, it's uniquely Batman, and I like the fact that it is a certain streamlined noir 
you know, right. shadow style. Yes. You still see Capullo in there, but he he He's doesn't need he doesn't need to hide. Like McFarlane's weaknesses was always he hid it all in those lines, and I think Capullo's skills are such that he doesn't need to yes. hide He's it. To use much less in yeah, all those absolutely. lines. His figure work is is yeah, better. Yeah, his yeah. his um you know facial expressions are Other better. I, I still love McFarlane's art. Like oh it's, yeah yeah, it's incredible. As a stuff, as a stylist, know? he was a real innovator. Right. Um, um, and and McFarlane even admits it. He was a weak storyteller. He had certain weak anatomy things, right. but he compensated with his page layouts, and he compensated with again the detail work, the little I'm busy so glad line we work. We can like him again. I I've you know, never not. I've always you know admired what I mean, him. Though? Like that's oh, a blanket statement. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, he was the coolest new Spider-Man, and then Image, and then the and lawsuit then for like with Neil Gaiman, of him being a dick. Yeah, and then but now he's kind of like he's starting to open up and admit yeah. stuff and be more helpful and not such well, a dick. So. Well, here's someone I think who's learned from the past yes. and also let go. Who bought of a million things. dollar baseball that's now worth ten dollars. But that kind of well, thing. no, but that was the smart thing. It was all a tax write-off because he took it on tour, and those baseballs oh, got that's him smart. Because he did not have the NHL license. He had the, what, NHL Players Association license. Okay. He didn't have the NBA. He didn't have the NFL. He didn't have For the toys, League. you're saying. For, for those toys. He, right. he had the, he signed the hockey players, but not the NHL. So he was putting out these generic looking versions of real hockey players. And then when he bought these baseballs, everyone knew who he was and he got the licenses, oh, which funded his empire for another ten years. Right. So yet another um, Canadian people, Yeah, again, books. people. Yeah. Uh, he he's in in some ways he plays the dumb guy really well. You know, I'm just a regular guy. I'm taught, but but he's, so he's a yeah, bright there's, there's a lot going businessman. On and yeah. when he does make mistakes, he manages to readjust. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, the there's a certain comedy to the whole Neil Gaiman thing, right. uh, in that you know, Game Gaiman gained uh, Angela and then went around and and sold them to to Marvel, and now Angela is running around yeah. as Thor's. Uh, sister now, I think. Is Long that... lost. Yeah, she is. Oh. She's joined the Guardians of the Galaxy. And it's... isn't, what's her name? Still Thor? It's still... Uh, yeah, Jane Foster. Right. The series is actually really, I'm. There's too many comics to read. Maybe. It is, but I'm a fan of, <laughs> of uh, the Jane Foster Thor because uh, Jason Aaron's simply continuing the story. He's been telling all along, right? And there now, was now is a... she Jane Foster in mind or yes, she's Jane Foster. Does she in talk mind. funny? Uh, well, she talks with the yeah the Thor. What would make her do that though? If she's just Jane, uh, she's she's channeling the the power of the Norse gods. Okay. I guess she's right. got the hammer. Good she's enough. she's got the title. <laughs> now on Zip Kramer, Marvin seems to be having a blast. He uh, is having he the time of really his life. Really let loose, and a lot of fun seems to be showing through in the art even though i know this is a little more i think you're taking it a little more serious uh there's some serious elements but it's still comedy okay we've good, we've good. still set out and again uh uh you know now that we've known each other uh you can play to his strengths we can spitball things back and forth and uh yeah there's some really uh just 
the the scenes we've choreographed, like the slapstick sort of right. fight scenes, almost play. We, we've talked about our Hong Kong kung fu influence. Uh, knowing this, knowing that you can do this with Marvin has just opened things up. So we right. have like these extended choreographed. Just just Marvin is just killing it in my yeah, mind. I have yeah. it a certain way choreographed, and then he takes it. We spitball it back and forth, and what he comes up with in terms of these action set pieces right. of uh, yeah he's essentially fighting space pirates but it's, it's <laughs> complex but his storytelling is still solid this is Jeez. the brilliant thing you've you've right. got like eight set pieces we're doing bravira stuff in terms of uh, an extended fight chase scene where we've got eight different you know moving pieces right. and uh, yeah Marvin's got them all in position it all makes sense uh you know you've got uh domino domino effect things happening and i can't wait for people to see it there's some great stuff going on in that vein in toronto it is it is it seems uh, to be toronto loves its sci-fi pulp sci-fi we were talking about the history of pulp sci-fi thing is it's breaking off into genres because now you've got these comedy sci-fis these fantasy sci-fis mm-hmm. you got zip kramer you even got a few things from studio comics like oh uh, yeah you, yeah you know video vinny and bud not vinny, sci-fi but but they're playing with that the, fun, the, the nerd sort you know, of kind uh, of thing yeah yeah and uh it's it's fun to see man and then you've got this extreme thing going on the other end of guys like I mean I'm so in love with Neon Black Kevin Briones. Oh yes, like yes, that, space opera. Yeah, it's like, like space we're opera, doing fantastical. Just we're doing madness. the funny space yeah. opera. He is doing right, space, but everywhere space you look. Opera. Even Shay's stuff, Shay Han, is oh, yeah. not necessarily sci-fi. Well, it is in that neo neo Kirby kind of way, yeah, you know, especially like, the gladiosaurs. Yes, so normally it was just pubs like homeless G-Man and stuff, mm-hmm. you know. But still, that's Toronto's thing. It's got this control of that it seems to always have you know oh yeah and uh it's vibrant scene and it's weird watching it because again i know a lot of you guys good over the years toronto's still such an epic city Mm -hmm. and still learning and meeting new people all the time and it's such a vast ocean for you guys to fight through do you feel it's getting easier or harder um you know what opportunity because now that you've um shown that you can do it right you know you've got enough books on your table it's astonishing the opportunities that open now whether whether you know you've got your foot in the door now and whether you can crack that door open but uh in terms of in terms of the opportunities that have presented itself in the last year um i'm absolutely amazed you know what i mean uh nothing i can at least talk to right now but i was expecting to be uh, pitching to a certain level of publisher and i still am but right. then uh, recently uh you know knock wood again it's purely in the pitching stage um i've i've got major a major company that scouted right. me at fan expo that's great and uh is now asking for pitches, nice. you know, whether or not this happens nice, or not. Nice. Um, and and again, it was it. This particular publisher, especially you know, with the stuff I do, was in the plan, but the plan was to climb the sure, ladder, not sure. go straight to pitching. It's hard work, man. That. It's all so, about hard work. Whatever and it, you're doing, it's still going to be hard work, yeah. right? Just because yeah. you've got your foot in the door doesn't mean the door is going to crack open. So I'm expecting fifty 
knows before that oh, one yeah. yes but at the same time i've got someone well, you're gonna, who's you're willing to say too, no because you're breaking out of that canadian mold thing that we're having a bit of a problem with mm -hmm. and that's the fact that you are willing to get up and you're willing to talk and open your mouth and make a noise <laughs> you know where you go to these cons and i mean they're lovely people yeah but i don't think a lot of artists in canada at least toronto realize that 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 calm sitting there enjoying the day polite attitude doesn't come off that way it makes you harder to talk to it does too many of these people sitting in a row uh, from one end of artist alley to the other With your head down if you're ken lashley sure mm -hmm. put your head down draw we will not bother you yeah. sir but you, the rest of the people you're not at that point yet you gotta hustle mm -hmm. you gotta get the word out there and i don't know why it's a difficult thing maybe it's just a lot of introverts in the community it well, even but I never. If I had a comic and a table, I'd be shouting it from the goddamn <laughs> rooftops. You know what I mean? Well, let me put it this way: if it was just me, mm. I am so Canadian in terms of my own work. This is why you know I shy away. I, I, I draw sometimes. You know, we got the Zip Kramer cover oh, yeah, over you here. Oh yeah, you draw plenty. And, you draw adorable and, pictures. Uh, oh yeah, but yeah, yeah. I give them away for free, right? Absolutely. Like, yeah. Uh, but if I were to sit there and here's the thing I've done. You know, just by myself, I probably would feel that way. But instead, because I'm partnered up with all these awesome people like, you know, Chris Yao and Stephanie right. Line and yeah. J.S. Long Street and right. Matthew Tavares and, Shane, you know, even Shane's, yeah. uh, uh, you know, drawn some of my stuff sometimes. Sure, uh, sure. Just, just a murderous row of people I've, I've worked with. I can sit there and say, hey, I'm me, but the selling point of the, these books are these fantastic artists that I'm I'm working right, with. And I right. think that's how I get around my own uh, as well. It, I was having this Focus on the other stuff. I was having of. this conversation the other day as well. Um, it it is tough. I, I find I need to there I am a bit of an introvert in my my own way. Right. But before a show, you know, I gotta hype myself up. I gotta get into character. You know, before <laughs> yeah. the podcast, I get into character. I, I I come here and then I'm it's adorable. This different version of me. Really? One that's a little more outgoing, one that of well, course it helps. more people can develop that skill. It helps that you're talking about something that you're passionate about too. Right. So that's that's my other secret. Right. You right, know, the right. fact that it's like uh, you know, normally if if you you've experienced this with me right if if it's like sam talk about yourself and i'm sitting there trying to open oh, up my no vein with a butter oh, butter yeah. thing Most going you're horrible going oh my god my but then it's like let's talk about star wars for two hours then you're gone yeah blink the time yeah, has yeah, just gone totally, away right yeah, and, and yeah. you and i have the same interest in terms of uh you know star wars and the comics and stuff like that it's easy yeah, right? sure. And it's yeah. your skill as an interviewer as well. Well, I, I appreciate I, that. I, That's, see, I have a very niche show, right? Where mm -hmm. I'm, I well, don't it's a prepare. Conversation. <laughs> I don't prepare, and uh, we talk about whatever the hell we want. Yeah. So it is a conversation, yes, but it's niche in the way that it is that. Like, there's many comic book podcasts, but I'm not always focusing on comic books because I'll talk about whatever I need to. Yeah, but yeah. for me, it's also like. It is that personality thing, right? Like mm -hmm. where I think people know me better as a personality. I bet you people will know the name Jay Clark before or the Jedi Ross before they know an elegant weapon a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And that's because I try to do, I try to be out there. I try to be at the shows. Of course. Bouse, boisterous, fun, doing panels, moderating, whatever yep. I can do. And that's my love is to be just interacting with the people, whether we're recording or not. 
you know, is is kind of beside the point for me. Where, Can, but a lot of people are introverted in this community, yes. so sometimes it's a bit of a it, it is tough, you yeah, know, polarizing thing. Um, I hate to cut us no off, worries. but I believe this store closes in six minutes. Okay, we'll we'll undarken <laughs> your your doorstep, but. It, it's all that we could talk about. We'll we'll uh, we'll hook well, yeah, up you'll again. You'll be back. You'll be back, Sam. Noir. We'll talk I'm more see Star you Wars this weekend. Yes, I'm going to see you. When's uh, this going to air? Are are you likely to put it on May the fourth in, in on Thursday? In I'm terms going of to Star then. Wars because it's Star Wars That's related. What, when is when is May fourth? Thursday. That's this Thursday. Yeah, yeah. I can have this ready. For okay, that. so let's talk about That's this in weekend. Two days, I can do that. You are doing the Kessel Run. I'm doing the Kessel that is Run. Awesome. I'm doing the free comic. The free comic book day tour, Kessel Run, the Kessel Run tour. We're going to be hitting three comic shops. In Where the are you starting? We're starting right here. Ah, right here. So at you're going to backtrack States. as well. What do you mean? Just looking at your route. Okay, no, we'll, we'll, I'm not. We'll, well, sort of. I'm going to start okay. here at all okay. states. Well, this is a, you're, right. you, you're, this, this is, is my your home turf. Yeah, this that's my home. true. I live two minutes from here. That's right? true. So you're you're starting, starting off here. Starting here, Stephanie then, Line, Adam Gorham. Line. Well, Gorham is a doesn't look like that's happening. Oh, at the moment, okay. Unfortunately, my apologies. Is Regina, is Regina Con this weekend? Oh, okay. So he's. I, th- I believe he's got to do Regina. Gotcha. Unfortunately, gotcha. But we will be here to see the wonderful Miss Stephanie Line, and we'll talk with Dave and Doug too. They're always a Steph will have. Skeleton AP, yes, plug, plug. and she said uh, apparently she might be bringing a friend, so we'll see oh, who that fantastic. surprise friend is. Yeah, yeah. Is Harry going to be here? All right. Cool. Have you met Harry? Uh, I don't think I have. Harry, hang around Harry. Harry's their okay. buddy who just he comes here, helps out, gotcha. hangs around, and has plenty to say. So and he's awesome. Steph, fun. If, if anyone is in the Clarkson area, Steph's looking for Clarkson studio mates. Comic Studios has opened. Just A near, hub uh, of comics yeah, creativity in, in Mississauga. Winter. That's amazing. This this stuff is happening. So we're going to do that here. Okay. Then I'm going to shoot over to Oakville. Where Mike Ruth is where holding Mike court. Ruth is holding court at uh, Comic comics. Connection. Comics Connection Oakville. Comics Connection. Oakville. We need to be Why, specific. There's, another one? there's one in Hamilton. Oh, I do. And, un- and I believe they're unrelated too. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, so Comics Connection Oakville. Oh. Uh, is anyone else with Mike Ruth over there? I don't. Some cosplayers, I think, at the very Maybe. least. I don't know. But uh, they're cool people there anyway. Yeah, they so are. Mike Ruth is always enough. The mighty Mike Ruth. This is true. Then we're going to shoot up to Gotham Central Comics and Collectibles, where you will be. I'm not quite holding court there because I am. Oh, I am you are, no, you, the, the gesturing I, there. This I am. I am the person <laughs> holding the pencil case of the mighty talents there. You. You got that right. Uh, uh, Ken Lashley, Jason, Jason Fabok. Uh, Richard Joe, Cumley, uh, Joe and Mark of Heroes of the World, and I'll yeah. say his name because it's my. It's the you know the most fun name to say in the world is Joe. Ose Bansu. It's my favorite <laughs> name in the world to say. It's a goddamn Jedi name. So Master Ose Bansu will be there. Mm-hmm. And uh, a few other peeps. Gibson Quarter. Gibson, Gibson Quarter. Quarter will be there. Uh, so of Raid Studios. Yes. And I'm sure he can tell everyone all about the Raid uh, anthology that's coming out. Right, because they have an anniversary, is it? And or... they just came off uh, their retreat, which sounded like a lot of fun. Talk to him about his well, retreat as I'm well. Gonna, I'm supposed to hook up with him, and he's going to give me a little tour. We're hopefully going to do a little podcasting there because I've still yet to see the Raid Studios. But I believe there's some sort of party coming up or something they're having. I don't know. 
like a anniversary likely thing, maybe i don't know but there's so much happening right now it's especially. true so we're going to be doing that this saturday uh for free comic and book day TCAF's and then coming up. tcaf is the week later and there's so much cool stuff happening what's your plan do, do you have a tcaf plan yet i don't i'm gonna have to uh, are, are, do you have thursday night off uh i don't know but we're gonna go we're let's go get a pint and we'll talk about sure. all the there's a drink and draw details. where i'm good plan to be there okay I will be thursday night and drink and draw for sure but uh, other than that, that's where we're at, kids. And then the week following TCAF, Motor City Comic Con. That's right. Officially, we're heading back to Michigan for Motor City Comic Con, which is the, the of all the cons I've ever been to in my life every year. It's my con. It's the best con because it is the con with more heart than any other show I've ever been to. I actually might Period. be there as a civilian oh this my time. God. I'm trying I'm I'm trying to make it happen. Oh. I'm trying to make it happen. Please. You carpool. We can even car Okay, more details Anyways. to discuss kids. Sam, thank you so no much as always for dropping by an elegant weapon. Doug, thank you so much for the Thanks, use of Doug. Altered States comics. Kids, come shop at Altered States all the time. That is all we are going to have this week on an elegant weapon. Take it easy.